here we are, the last episode of season three. And I'm feeling a bit teary-eyed, it's probably explained by being on my period, but also the topic, because the witch wound is something I'm incredibly passionate about, something incredibly passionate about fighting, because I believe that women should be empowered and uh, we need an age where we're no longer secondary citizens. And anyway, I'm also kind of emotional over the fact that it's been almost a year of this podcast. I've uh, published more than 30 episodes now that I started the Star News. And I've had so many amazing guests that it's incredible they even accepted my invitation. So thank you so much to you also for showing up every week and being a part of this journey with me but not just because I'm probably gonna start crying it's been a wonderful conversation I had about a month ago and I had to sit on it because I had decided to it was gonna be the last episode so that I would leave you with a little bit of a bridge to take into season four that's something that seems to have happened with every season and I was like oh my god that's coming out and that's coming out and really excited even though today probably doesn't sound quite as ganky as usual so without any further ado here's my conversation with Christian Jones Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. I'm Alexis, your new witchy BFF. I'm known as Asteria in witchy circles. I'm a photographer by day and start obsessed urban witch by night. Sometimes the opposite, often both at once. And I'm as star obsessed as Natsuki Shinomiya in Utapri. Or just a warning, there would be loads of otaku references. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Scorpio Moon and Scorpio Rising, probably a Lyran Star Seed, a Tarot Lover and all of my lipsticks have a spell on them. I started this podcast to share my passion and the empowerment and self-love that Cosmic Witchcraft brought into my life. Come every Thursday for captivating conversations about life, business and magic that blend the practical with the woo. I bring you all-out history geeks, solo episodes and amazing guests to explore the ways in which... So, Christian, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, for the benefit of anybody who doesn't know you yet, which I hope they will be sticking around to your world after this episode because the things that you do are awesome and that's why I invited you here. Would you like to say a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited to be here. So I am a spiritual business coach for healers, an intuitive quantum healer myself. And it is really part of my soul mission to support healers, healers, lightworkers, witches, 
solopreneurs and unshackling and unbecoming all the things that society has placed on them. Sorry about that. You know, the technology going against us, despite the fact that it's not the shadow retrograde yet. That was my son, P.S. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's on silent now. So um, I support healers, light workers, witches, soulpreneurs, and unshackling and unbecoming everything that society has placed on them so they can step into their power and their soul mission and their soul purpose, um, spreading their light and gifts and magic out into the world unapologetically. This looks like healing the witch wound, fears, limiting beliefs, that good girl energy, be seen and not heard or sit down and shut up kind of thing. Um, so yeah, just really stepping into their power, that rising phoenix energy. Which is what this podcast is all about. That's what I'm passionate about too. And it's good that you brought up the witch wound already because that, if it was not obvious from the title, with which this episode is going to go out with, we are talking about healing the witch wound. Yes. And I always pull a tarot card for my interviews and we have the two of pentacles, mm -hmm. which I think goes beautifully with the topic today because there's this energy of having to balance two mm -hmm. things and the balance not being sustainable and having to figure out how can you do things in a better way. And the thing that goes back to the witch wound because we grew up in a society that expects us as women to be powerful and have our careers and a lot of us have businesses and things and yet we have this wound from history that's carried down if you believe past lives directly in our lives if you don't believe in that we know from epigenetics it's in our dna if yes. that's still not something that you're very much convinced on, it's the messaging you get from your parents and their parents, they got it to them, etc., etc. So it passes down whichever way you look at it, inescapable. Mm -hmm. It's there, it's a fact. So yeah. that's kind of like we're trying to balance these new demands, these new freedoms that we only had for, what, less than a century in some cases. Yeah. Like yeah. Switzerland introduced the word for women's mid-70s. So mm -hmm. it's like absurd to think it about is. it. So close. It's so wild. And like uh, there's all this balancing energy that's happening, you know, yes, alongside of like societal beliefs and then also like relearning to step in our power and also balance out these businesses and home life and asking our men who oftentimes men are men are affected by the witch wounds as well. Like standing and watching the women that they loved get persecuted for something that they were believing in or doing or saying. So it's really an unbecoming for so many of us. Yeah. So that's kind of like what speaks to me in the card is this balancing act and this idea that we're still trying to be more powerful while still managing being kept small and how do we handle doing things in a better way which is your area of expertise yeah. so we can jump right in so if you don't mind taking a little step back just to give a little bit of context how did you get to having this line of work that you're in at the moment yeah the so this is, 
This is really fun because it's it's always interesting to hear other people's backstories. And when you reflect back on where you are now, all the stepping stones that aligned for you make perfect sense. And so for me, I've actually been an online entrepreneur consistently since 2015. So a long time. I have a background in marketing. I have a degree in marketing. Um, my husband is actually in the Air Force. And so we've traveled all around the U.S. And um, I'm a mom of two boys. Obviously, you heard my son texted me. I'm like, thanks, Austin. We had one. Technology. But anyway, so I actually started off um, in the health fitness, health and fitness industry doing also life coaching. I incorporated life coaching into this. And at that point when I had started, I had dabbled in other businesses before that had led me onto discovering like, of course, iconic, the secret where so many of us start off. Right. Um, and then different types of, of spiritual books, tapping into gifts, just slightly meditating and things like that, but nothing was ever super consistent, but it was always kind of in the background. So I had actually quit my job on my one year anniversary of my business. I had matched my income minus daycare expenses and gas and vehicle expenses. And I was like, peace out. I'm done with this. And shortly after that, my husband got orders to South Korea uh, for, he was there for 13 months. And we decided as a family, it was in our best interest to stay at home. My kids, for me to stay at home in the US, we had owned a house at the time and my kids were super little. And so I still ran my business and I started to notice that things like anxiety started creeping up in ways I had never experienced before. Um, I was reaching like burnout after burnout after burnout. I was trying to balance. Here's that energy again. I was trying to balance like what I wanted my business to look like being a mom and my husband being overseas. And when I went to go sell our house before we moved, I started having severe panic attacks to the point where I was hyperventilating. And there was one day I called my husband other side of the world. And I'm like, I can't breathe. And he's poor guy. He's like trying to get me to breathe as we're talking on the phone. And so that was a really eye opening moment. And I started to meditate more at that point. And then when we moved to where we are now, my youngest had, once we got settled in, they started school. My youngest went to kindergarten. So I was at home by myself for the first time in years. And I was, had so much time to think. And I started to realize the burnout was a consistent thing. The anxiety was a constant in my life and the depression was really creeping in. And I was like, hands in the air. I was like, there has got to be another way. I cannot live like this. I can't do it. And so I just took a step back from the business that I was doing. And at that point, I was also realizing not only burnout, but it felt superficial. Like I felt like, yes, I was helping people with their health and fitness and wherever I could in the mindset, but it didn't feel like I was really getting to the root cause. And I was like, that's it. I got to figure out how to approach this a new way or take a different path that I'm being led to. And so that was my, that was kind of like my breaking point that threw me into my spiritual awakening as that happens. Right. <laughs> and so I started really doing some soul searching. I started consistently meditating 10 to 20 minutes a day, minimum seven days a week. I started journaling daily. I started getting out in nature. I started just like 
um, Reiki started showing up in my life. And I, at that point I was like, I don't know really what Reiki is. Like I had kind of heard of it at that point, but I was like, okay. And then it started showing up in random places at the coffee shop. One day I took my earbuds out and the girls next to me were talking about it. Then one of my really good friends had messaged me from our previous duty station. And she was like, you won't believe this. I got certified in angelic Reiki. Can I do a session for you? And I was like, okay, this is weird. Yes. Do a session for me. <laughs> and she, I remember when she connected to my energy cause it was done via distance. And I literally felt in my solar plexus, like the energy, just like the anxiety just dissipated. It was like gone. And I was like, what is this? I need more of this. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And so I started hiring healers. I started getting certified in several different kinds of Reiki. I started um, getting certified in different um, coaching modalities. And then I launched my spiritual business, starting off with energetic healing sessions, Oracle card readings, and then spiritual life coaching, which evolved to, I had an Akashic Records reading um, a little over two years ago now. And she told me, you're the healer's healer. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) And so I started like basically part of my sole mission is to help star seeds and healers and witches, light workers, be able to really um, settle into the 3D experience because sometimes for high vibrating souls, it can be really difficult um, to adjust to the 3D frequencies as well as help them uncover all of these things that I'm doing now. And um, when I had taken a step back and I looked at all the women that I had helped through my um like my services and offers one-on-one coaching and things of that nature, all of these women that were struggling with stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that had come to me for coaching were also hidden healers. And as we heal all of this, we discovered they were these healers. They're also empaths. And so I just started to own it. And then we added in, you know, like, I'm like, um, all of, all of the, um, the energetic healing for healers and also the coaching for healers around mindset. So it's mindset energetics and, um, and mindset energetics and uh, soulful strategy is what I combine now, depending on where someone is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a cliff note version of how <laughs> I've got from there to here today. It's a beautiful story. I'm always glad to hear what is driving people because the stories themselves can be like really inspiring because yeah. you're seeing yeah. someone in action when they're following a calling that a lot of people are probably going to be like rolling their eyes and be like, what are you doing? You you had this trajectory you were on in a probably quite safe corporate environment because mm-hmm. I was there too, marketing. So I know what that oh, industry cool. looks like. And it's just like... People can can't always see what you see, and yeah. judging from what they see in their vantage point, then you're kind of completely mad, and you yes. jump to something else. So, so thank you for true. for that. If you don't mind me nitpicking a little bit, it's mm-hmm. uh, so just out of curiosity because I, I sort of kind of try to present all the possible views of witchcraft coming mm-hmm. from like the more skeptical side with the placebo witches to obviously all, all of the other options that you have full-on energetics and 5D reality and everything. 
do you ever get a lot of people on the other ending when they're just like barely dipping their toes in, kind of interested but not sure, a little bit skeptical? How do you guide them through through the process? Since you say you're still balancing three different areas. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, especially when I first started coming out of like the broom closet or the healer's <laughs> closet, I I was terrified. It took me a long time. It took me about six to nine months to actually launch my Reiki, like the energetic side of my business, because I was terrified of being judged. Hello, witch wound. <laughs> and Relatable. Right? And as soon as I started dipping my toes out myself, I started getting these silent whispers of, hey, me too. It was people like my sister, (laughs) my mom, my aunt and my cousin, um, even friends, friends from high school and college, like just started showing up or people that I met online that I was like, I would have never known that these people were interested in some of the same things that I'm interested in as well when it comes to the spiritual side or the witchy side of of life. Right. And so when these people come to me, I'm the first thing I want to know is, um, where are you currently dipping your toes in and what is it that you're interested in? What I love about spirituality is that it's very non-judgmental. We all do things just a little bit different, but we all come together as a community. And so It's really guiding them in their starting point of awareness of where it is that they're finding joy or curiosity and a help and supporting them in playing with that area as well to really expand on that. As far as like skeptics go, it's like, okay, well, why are you feeling skeptical and where is this coming from? And I'm not here to convince anybody. If they want to be skeptical, that's totally fine. But I get to ask inquisitive questions and figure out why are they feeling like, why are you feeling this way? And, you know, showing them, I feel like it's like, just hang out my world and let me show you and come in this with an open mind. Just open your mind because whatever you choose to believe at the end of the day is totally cool. And um, if anything, you get like an aha moment or a shift or something, then my work is complete. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think a lot of people may not realize just how much like common ground there is in all of these options. Because even if you think, as I mentioned, like strictly placebo, that they know that they're using, like they're trying to harness the placebo effect in their craft they still achieve the exact same thing as people who take it from the completely opposite angle. Because mm-hmm. it's our mind. It's just, I guess, we're so used to seeing reality in a specific way that sometimes it feels like so much different and that sounds a little more palatable if you're thinking like the mechanics, post-Newtonian physics type of science-based reality that we're used to calling reality. Yeah, And then... Who knows in 100, 200, 300 years what people would be looking back and seeing our society as, the way that we see, say, the Renaissance or people before that. Yeah, yeah find it fascinating how people still kind of end up in the spiritual field from so many different places. 
Yeah, it is. And even people coming from the science, like the science world into or the medical field into spirituality. And I'm like, of course, like, of course we can coexist. Of course it does. Um, it, it does exist. It does make a difference. And I got chills when you said, um, we get something around, we are used to, it's almost like the matrix. Like we're used to living in this reality and this matrix. And what came through with that was it's, it's opening yourself to the possibility and potential playing in the field of possibility. And sometimes this does take, it always takes awareness, but it's just tiny little shifts. So you can make those shifts in your current reality. So you can bring in more abundance, clear out the fears, uh, limiting beliefs and all of things that are weighing you down, leading to manifest manifesting more, living a more abundant life. And it's all connected. It's not separate. Yeah. That's good that you bring him back manifestation as a topic because this is going to be the last episode in season three, which is on manifestation, which for me and people may disagree, it's all about coming to be more who you are. Mm, it's not yeah. about getting the big money, getting the many holidays for free or whatever else. That is a nice plus if you get it, but not necess- not everybody likes it. I have a friend that's very dear to me. She would never travel voluntarily. Like she's perfectly happy staying at home and she, she's not even a Taurus. That's the funny thing. So that's like a stereotype of a Taurus. She isn't. Is she a Cancer? No, she's a Sagittarius, Jimmy. I'm oh. Virgo rising. Oh, the Virgo rising maybe that's <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little, little bit there. And then my mother is also on that side with a lot of Virgo, and she travels, so she doesn't mm-hmm. complain that it feels like more work than staying at home. But she does travel. <laughs> but yeah, so it's um, it's funny in a way because there's an entire industry trying to sell you. Uh, manifestation has been about all of these things when really it is about stepping into our power and the same thing as whatever word you want to use it and the spirituality is connecting depending on where you stand on the divine some people think it's something outside of ourselves sometimes something inside ourselves I tend to be on the inside ourselves side but still something bigger than ourselves kind of like our ego self being like the smaller if that makes sense as kind of mm-hmm off the top of my head right now but yeah so the witch wound is one of the things that stands in the way of us manifesting yeah which is what we're talking about today so yeah back over to you since you are yeah Yeah. and I love what you said that it's it's more about becoming who we are like that alignment piece because of course, if you want to manifest more financial abundance or more um, vacations or you know a new vehicle or something like that, of course, like of course, that is a byproduct of being in alignment, of clearing the crap, of standing more in your power. And once you are aligned, every and and you're clear and you're in your power, those things get to be like. They'll just start coming. It'll start flowing. It's just a natural. And, and it's like, it's going to be just the thing that's just the only words I want to say. It's like, it's that byproduct, right? Yeah. Um. So 
would you like me to go over like the top witch wounds that I see and how they're showing up in life and business? You're welcome to take the floor and go in whichever direction you want. Sweet. Okay. So working with healers across the world for the past several years, there are several witch wounds that I see come up. Some of the more common ones I'll start with the first one that is very common. It's the fear of being seen and heard. And I've lightly mentioned this one. So like we, I think we both mentioned it a couple times already (laughs) where it's like, if you identify as being a witch in a past life, or it's a generational, like maybe you had a grandparent or someone in your uh, family tree has been a witch in in one of their lifetimes, this can show up as literal fear. Like it feels like it literally feels like you might die if you come out and share your spiritual gifts or your abilities. Um, whether it's show, sometimes this is even like showing your face. It's like scanning the room and in real life, what this looks like is like showing up somewhere and scanning the room. Is, is it safe to actually be me here? Am Mm -hmm. I okay to actually share this? Should I tuck away my crystals and like not be the quote weird person, right? Or is it cool to be here? Um, And then being heard, it's like, is it okay for me to speak about these things that I'm passionate about? The things about like Reiki or energetic healing or, you know, your your psychic gifts that are really activated or your whatever it is, tarot um, in your business. What this looks like is the fear of being seen and heard. So pushing the button to go live, Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, showing your face on stories. Are you laughing because it resonates? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That's one reason I have this audio only podcast. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is, and this is so, so common. And it's like, it's like a loving call out, right? Where, you know, it's, it's more, it feels more than just a, like, a, oh, don't look at me or, oh, this thing happened when I was five. It, it feels like I'm freaking out and I just can't. Um, typically, I see this a lot as well, not having the bio picture as your actual self or not showing your um, face on any of your posts. Now, it's, you can grow a business not showing your face. However, I feel like when it comes to like anyone within the spiritual business community, there's a connection that happens when we show our face. And so this is a really common one. Um, What this looks like as far as like manifestation goes, if you're in business and you're not showing up, how are you going to bring in clients? (laughs) And so it's like giving, like giving yourself permission to dive back. And I can give some tips as well as on how to heal some of these as well. Um, another one that looks that um, comes up frequently. I'm going to give you an uncommon one, actually, because this is like I'm like being screamed at by my spirit guys. I'm like they're like share this one. Okay, this one is super uncommon. Fear of tarot, oracle cards your gifts and abilities, water, fire, for no reason other than you are terrified. This one isn't quite as common, but it does show up. 
And for me, what this looked like was being terrified of tarot and having literally no idea why. I was like, okay, is this a society thing? Is this like what has been put on me to like believe that it's like evil, which I don't believe that's even the case. And I'm like, okay. And so I did a past life regression meditation that I had found. And I was, I have no idea when it was, but I had like this cute little, um, oh, the word of the name of like the type of house it is, isn't coming to me, but I'll just call it a cabin for the sake of whatever, but it was like in the woods and inside when you walked in the front door, there was like a huge, like waist high wooden table with crystals and tarot cards all over it. And I was standing like on, like on the opposite side of this table and several men came barging through the door, flipped the table, made a mass of my, I think it's cottage, like a, like this cottage. And Um, I was dragged off to my death. I was burned alive. And I, during this um, past past life regression, I remember looking out into the crowd and seeing my friends and those I love just watching and not saying anything. And then I was brought out of it. And I was like, well, of course, of course that makes sense. Like, it sounds weird to say out loud, but like, of course it makes sense. And even so, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not afraid of tarot, but now that I know what I know, right, I'm doing this healing and clearing. However, I just resonate more with um, Oracle cards. So I just let it be what it is um, and cleared that fear. I've had clients come to me and say, I am so deathly afraid of fire or water with no reason why I have asked family if something happened before I can remember no one's there's nothing. And so this is a huge um, sign that there's a witch wound as well. Um, and then that disconnection from your gifts and abilities. Um, sometimes there's like this really big fear that comes up with sharing this. Like, am I actually going to be persecuted? Because if we spoke out using, whether you're a midwife or a Reiki healer or tarot healer or a psychic or medium, um, if you spoke out, then you were taken off to be murdered. Right. Um, so what this looks like in our real life, I mean, obviously I hate the word, like FOMO, whatever, but, but you're like literally trying to avoid those things that you fear. So, you know, things like fires, like maybe even like a fire pit would be like really uncomfortable for you or going swimming in the ocean or the lake or at a pool might be really terrifying for you. Um, from the business that, well, even like disconnection from your gifts and abilities or not wanting to share them, you know, having a, a like an aha moment or a download or, you know, whatever of, of gut feeling and inner knowing for a friend or a loved one, knowing something is going to happen or something that they mm-hmm. need to hear. And then you chose not to tell them. And it was something that was meant to be shared. Um, in the business, it can also look like just not showing up being like, I'm not sharing that. Like, no way. Will people even believe that I can do this? So there comes that imposter syndrome, right? Where it's like, are people going to believe that I'm going to do this? Can I even charge for that? Um, so those are two. One other one that I really wanted to share that is not talked about often, I feel, 
is the sisterhood wound, the disconnection from women, feeling threatened by women. Um, Also this like, I would rather hang out with men than women. Women are so catty and dramatic and men are so chill and laid back. And, and it's like, okay, but why? And then we can backtrack. And I feel like so many of us were bullied in school. I know that was for me, middle school through high school, crazy experiences like death threats, being stalked, key, my car was keyed and spray paint, like you name it. And so like, of course, like all from girls. And so I can obviously track this back to my childhood. And also why are we acting like this? It's more than just teenage hormones. And so, you know, this disconnection from community and friendship as with women as an adult, this feeling of loneliness, like, especially when we give birth and have kids, like we have to do it on our own. It was never meant to be like that. Never. Um, From a business sense, it's struggling to really connect with your clients or maybe even struggling to bring in clients or, or uh, fill group programs can show up too. Never thought of it in, in that sense. That's yeah, no, that's one that I feel really strongly about. It's not deliberate that I ended up starting this podcast fairly neutral, so it wasn't meant specifically for women and things. It just happens that when I then started bringing in guests, all of the people that I managed to attract to me were women, and I sat with that and I kind of realized. I really feel strongly about the fact that we tend to see each other as competition and I don't think it should be that way. Because uh, we, well, in my case, I'm not strictly speaking in competition with anybody that I bring on because I'm not a coach, I'm not a healer, I'm not doing anything specific that I can compete as a business. But still, I am bringing people who are offering similar things. Yeah. And so it still feels like creating a community in a sense, attracting people and uh, feels really powerful to be able to create this space. And even if it's sometimes just the two people on the actual call are in the space physically there having a conversation, it still feels like an energetic level that I'm holding space for all of the people who are listening, which I'm told by all of the, um, uh, what is it? Analytics. Stuff that have two percent more women in the audience than the average podcast, which is how I ended up realizing this thing. That is kind of like I wasn't doing it on purpose. It sort of kind of became a space for women to to come together, even if not in real time altogether. I'd love to have like a retreat or something where I can bring people together. Well, I'm putting it out there. The universe can do things. But yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, go on. I love what you mentioned about that, even though it's just like, it's just two people talking together for the episode. It's that holding space for anyone who's listening across the lines of times, because I like, I feel that too. Like that is something I do before I hop on an interview or go on a live or anything like that. It might be just me or it might just be me and one other person, but there's, 
it's bigger than us. There's, we're holding that capacity and that energetic space, um, raising that vibration awareness together with the community. And I feel like that's really powerful. And yeah, I agree. Cause like I've been on other podcasts, um, where they do pretty much the same thing as myself, or I've become friends with other people just by, by, you know, fate, (laughs) um, through social media and we do something similar and we get to cheer each other on. There's so many people on this planet who has met for us will find us. And when we really learn how to like clear those fears and, unshackle all of the things that are holding us back, we do get to energetically attract those we are meant to be in their energy. They're meant to be in ours. We're meant to work together or whatever that looks like. And that's really powerful. There's one thing that you were saying that made me think. It's like often people think of our network and people who are kind of like inspiring us and things as having to be people or like mentors of people you actually have to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think when you were saying that we were never meant to have children on our own, that we lost the village, yeah. but we gained this global village where we have access to everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Not what, for mothers, but what? I, I hope that we will get to a point where mothers will be more uh, valued and we will get yeah. the village back. I feel yeah. that the tides are like the tides are changing for that. And I feel like we are learning to come back to the tribe. We've kind of reached this space. And I feel this on a collab. Ooh. I just felt that in my heart. My heart got really warm as I was like tapping into that. So it's like, it's like we've reached this space on a collective level where we have just understood that, I mean, it's almost like we're finding our footing, right? Because we gained all of these, we find like we lost all of our rights and women were like, sit down, shut up. And then we started like gaining all of our rights and being able to be in the workforce. And really women haven't been in the workforce that long. And when we think about on timeline, and so we go from being at home and being mothers and homemakers to also working. And along that way, we lost the community. And now I think that now that women are like, yes, I'm in my power working and doing raising children we are now calling in that tribe of community to be able to support us. I don't feel that everybody is quite there yet, but it is starting to be more common that communities are coming together to really help each other. And that's, it's really cool to witness. Hopefully it will not take too long to get to a point where we have that balance going back to the team again. Anyway, uh, I, conscious of the valuable time so we're already over half an hour and i could keep you here forever to be fair because i love what you have to say but is there anything else you want to touch on before we start wrapping up 
So I feel that because this is around manifestation for your theme, I feel that when it comes to this alignment piece and this manifestation piece and the witch wounds and clearing this so we can manifest, it really begins with just one step. Keep it super simple and allow yourself the opportunity to step into awareness, clear the fear and continue to go, um, move forward and notice the small wins. Notice those small wins, those micro manifestations that happen. It could be if you're in business, it could be you got a new follower or a new comment. It doesn't have to be like this huge thing. If you are in your, if you don't have a business, but you are, you know, really working on yourself and your own journey, this could be like noticing how you responded to something instead of reacted or how you are now consistently taking care of yourself. Maybe you're drinking more water or, you know, all of these little things add up. And so celebrate yourself along the way. It doesn't always have to be like these big, heavy, scary things like healing past lives and all of this stuff. It gets to be fun and it gets to be celebrated. And um, I do have a free healing the witch wound guide workbook rather. So if you're like, oh, I really want to dive into the other witch wounds and begin to heal, that's available for you. So you can go ahead and start taking steps towards that. Yeah, just let me have all the links and I will okay. put it in the show notes and everything. So Sounds that's good. pretty cool. That. Okay. So any other final thoughts? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I really love this topic and um, being able to support your audience however I can. That's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being my guest. Yeah. So good luck with the rest of the things that you're doing. So let me know if there's anything else that's coming up in the coming months that you want my audience to know about. And I'll put that as well in all of your links and everything. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I guess you better go back to your son. Okay. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. A huge thank you to Jenna Sword at Jenna, S-O-A-R-D on Instagram for the cover art and Papa Planet for the music. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to be notified when a new one comes out, please subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you really love it, leave a five-star rating and review, which will help me be found by more people who'll enjoy it too. Also, feel free to share it on social media and with anyone you think should give it a shot. You can send your questions and comments to my email starryskypodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at starryskypodcast. And you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter at witchymusings.substack.com where I share reflections and tips about the astrological seasons. Until next time.